0: all right hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Love in the district tristan here along with jacob and jacob you want to go ahead and tell them what we're going to get into
1: yeah so it's been a while since we last talked to you to you guys um we have both finished our final so that's why it's been a while so we have a lot to catch up on since we've last recorded the nfl draft has happened um so i'm gonna be talking about that um um we have received confirmation from the dan schneider team that the sale is indeed legit so give a little insight on that and then going on to the nhl playoffs. since we last talked the the last first round games and the second rounds have finished up And then going on into baseball, um, Bryce Harper returns. So I'm going to be talking about that and how each of our teams are doing. So let's get right into it. Yeah, so
0: first off, like we said, draft has happened. So I think that's what we need to go over first. Real quick, I think the Eagles got one of the biggest steals in the first round with with the draft. They draft Jalen Carter number nine. They traded up one spot. And at first I didn't understand why they traded up one spot. And then when I was talking to someone, they go, what if someone else was thinking the exact same thing? Then that made a little bit more sense to me. So they trade up one spot. They get Jalen Carter, who they were pretty high on. And then at number 30, somehow, Nolan Smith falls all the way to number 30. And Miles Murphy, I believe, fell to 26, 27. Miles Murphy fell pretty far. So as we started approaching 30, I was thinking the Eagles... Okay, Miles Murphy fell to 28 as... We were getting closer to the Eagles' second pick in the first round. I was thinking, oh, maybe we can get Miles Murphy or Nolan Smith, and that would be huge. So they get two studs in the first round. They draft Tyler Steen in the second round. I don't know much about him. I know he is going to be Lane Johnson's predecessor, so he will be coming back, or he will be taking over when Lane Johnson retires and is off the team. Lane Johnson is back for at least two more seasons, so we'll see how that works out. And then third round, they get Sydney Brown and Calais Ringo. I really like the—I really—oh, I'm sorry. Third round was Tyler Steen and Sidney Brown. I thought that sounded wrong, but Tyler Steen was a third rounder. Sidney Brown, they got at safety out of Illinois— uh, again, don't know much about him. He looks like he's kind of an all-over-the-field player, a little bit of a box player, a little bit of a coverage player, uh, kind of like a Marcus Epps. Fourth round, they got Calais Ringo, who I am really excited to see. Uh, I thought he was going to be getting drafted a little bit earlier out of Georgia, but falls all the way to the fourth. We pick him with the third pick in the fourth round, and they... He's I really like that they have a corner that they can develop, and he can learn under Darius Slay and James Bradbury, who are both very good corners. Best, best quarterback cornerback duo in the league last year. So I'm really happy we got him so that he can kind of learn under them. And then 6th and 7th round, Tanner McKee, quarterback, who's supposedly a decent runner, trying to keep that Jalen Hurts offense going in worst-case scenario if Jalen Hurts and Marcus Mariota go down. And then Moro Ajomo another D end they went very heavy on defense this draft, which as they should have so
1: yeah and I think I've been I've questioned a lot about the Eagles about what they were losing because you were losing a lot of like veteran players their contracts were just getting too expensive and I think you annoyingly have done a good job of supplementing and replacing them as much as you can so um it's a little worrying next season because i think the philadelphia bulldogs are gonna be really good which is annoying but yeah
0: we got our own but washington we have our own own crap to worry about hey and not even that we didn't even mention one of the other bigger pieces in the deandre swift trade for a bag of chips and a <sighs> snickers bar dude uh-
1: I don't understand with the Eagles. Okay, you traded for Jay Ajayi for literally nothing and then you just got you got DeAndre Swift for literally nothing. I understand that there's some questions about his health, but he's still a good
0: player and the Lions gave him up for literally nothing. Yeah, they 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 really didn't I think they had well, they just drafted Jameer Gibbs, yeah. which was a very big reach. At at twelve he was quite the reach. And then, so they're like, oh, we already have our our back back or our new running back. So they kind of got rid of him, and they also signed David Montgomery. So they kind of have that same one-two punch that they had last year, where they have power in David Montgomery and then finesse in Jameer Gibbs. And DeAndre Swift isn't a bad back. He no. was. I, I'm gonna double check real quick, but I'm 99% sure he was a first-round pick back when he got drafted, also yeah, I believe out of so. Georgia. Uh, so, I mean, he is a good player, and one season off of injuries doesn't mean he's a terrible player. Now, if he were to... If he were to keep on getting injured and not be able to stay healthy, then it wouldn't look great, but we'll, we'll see how it... I think it's out. it's worth the risk because what you can potentially
1: have is a really good back if he's able to stay healthy. And I, I don't think it's really a problem about you being able to utilize him well because I think you're going to do that regardless. But I think it's a really good move. And he was drafted 35th
0: overall in the second round. Oh, so third in the second round. So yeah. he was still a pretty high pick. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm really happy with the trade getting DeAndre Swift. Uh, this is... It's not as big of a trade as A.J. Brown, but it still gives no. off the same A.J. Brown big trade vibes on draft day. Yeah, and then
1: going on into Washington, um, in the first round we drafted Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State. and I'll be honest, initially I thought this was a god-awful pick, mainly because... You were Cr- not happy. No, mainly because Christian Gonzalez was there, but looking deeper into it... Um, I understand why they did it. They took um, Forbes because he fits their scheme a bit better, and just because a good a cornerback is good doesn't mean they fit the scheme. We saw that with Josh Norman, so I I now understand why they did that pick. But I just at the I'm still a little unsure because yes he um, he is a pick machine, and I think that's something we desperately need. We need to generate more turnovers, especially with the. Question marks we have on the offensive side of the ball, but um my big problem is he's kind of like the Devontae Smith of cornerback. He's, he's the like
0: Devontae Smith of defense.
1: He's like a buck 60. Both of us weigh more than him, and we're by no means the biggest guys physically, so that's a little worrying. And I believe I'm three or four inches shorter than him. <laughs> yeah. So, that's a little worrying. If he can get it up to like 170, 180, I still think he can keep some of that speed while also increasing durability. Um, I also
0: saw he's a very physical corner with his play. So, it's... Yeah. Even the small frame that he does have, he uses it well.
1: Yeah, so that's an upside, but it also can be a downside because you're bound to get hurt in the season. There's no way to avoid that. It's just a matter of how fast your body can recover, but... DeAndre
0: Swift, knock on wood, has not gotten an extended injury yet, so. Yeah, it's been more. Got to make sure we short term going
1: on into our other picks. Um, Jartavius Martin, a safety out of Illinois. I actually like this pick because we just got rid of Bobby McCain, and he's going to be the direct um, replacement. Yeah, so I like that pick. Um, um in the third round, we got ricky stromberg a center guard out of arkansas um he's a utility guy who we can plug into any specific role we need on the line so i like that um the next pick was brendan daniels an offensive line out of utah another guy like ricky stromberg who can play a lot of positions on the line and it's just bolstering our line which is something we desperately needed um, especially if we're gonna give Sam Howell the best like situation we possibly can and so I think that that's a good pick. Round five was KJ Henry defensive end out of Clemson. Um, just another depth guy to put on the on the line. Round six, Christian Rodriguez Jr. or running back out of Kentucky.
0: Now you're starting to get to the point where you don't even know these guys existed.
1: Yeah, round seven, Andre Jones Jr., great name, um, defensive end out of Louisiana. Um, I think these guys are just like depth, or to be able to push the other guys in his position because um, I think we need to see big, bigger years out of Gibson and some of the defensive line. Um, and going on into that, um, Chase Young was not given his fifth year. Um, we didn't, yeah, we didn't pick up his option. And Understand why we didn't. I know a lot of Washington fans are mad, but if we look at it really closely, out of besides his first year, he hasn't really done anything to prove that he, he deserves
0: has, it. He hasn't played either, has he?
1: Yeah, he needs to really prove that he deserves to get that fifth year option. To he deserves an extension because he's been injured, and when he has been playing, it has it's been okay in certain stretches, but overall it's been pretty disappointing. So. Hopefully this will kind of light a fire under his butt to get him going, and hopefully he'll have more of a breakout season.
0: Uh, I I would say overall, I'm really happy with the Eagles draft. I just think they got really good pieces, really strengthened up on defense, and, I mean, replaced the only hole that they had in offense with the loss of Miles Sanders. Overall, I'm happy with the Eagles draft. I don't know much about Washington's draft. I can't get too deep into that. I know I... I was making my good portion of fun when you guys drafted Emmanuel Forbes over Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, but, I am I understand why they did it now, because if you look at it
1: specifically, for years we have kind of taken the supposed best player available, but now we're actually taking for scheme. Um, I hope it isn't a reach, kind of like how Jamin Davis has appeared to be, but... I, I kind of understand why they did it. He fits the system. It's not going to be a lot of work to kind of adapt
0: him to that. Well, I think the best player available, while we see it on the outside as just who is the best player on the board, they look at it as who's the best player available for us. Yeah, I,
1: each of their boards I, are completely different. Yeah,
0: not not every team saw Bryce Young as QB1 and yeah. CJ Stroud as QB2. So, I mean, that's you kind of got to you gotta think about that so when teams say best player available it's not always the same person you're thinking um, what kind of you from the draft I was kind of surprised to see Will Levis and Joey Porter fall to the second round yeah, that's, I was... that's a non-bias f- surprise that Joey Porter fell to the sec- second round I thought for sure he was going to be a first round
1: and yeah. when I
0: saw Manuel Forbes go and Devin Witherspoon getting drafted five was a bit of a surprise to me too yeah
1: I thought that was kind of a that was That's a big high. Rate. Um I'm surprised that the Texans traded up to 3. Um I was not expecting them to do that while keeping their second round pick. Um I wasn't expecting that. Like you said, Will Levis. I thought Bijan Robinson kind of went a little high. I agree. At 8, I mean, I understand his upside, but 8 to the Falcons, I'm not entirely sure about.
0: Oh, the Texans trading up to three was yeah, really I, just I, that. I something that I think is surprising about that is the fact that the Texans are a rebuilding team. Yeah. So trading up a bunch of assets to get Will Anderson, while Will Anderson may be a good player, I think that's a bit of that's a bit of a stretch for them to do when they're still real rebuilding. Yeah, I think they would have
1: if I was a GM, I would have preferred those picks because they could those guys could turn into a bunch of decent starters for you guys. So I'm not I not entirely kind of all for that trade, but if they had him so high up on their board and they felt like, man, this is your guy, we feel this is a generational talent, or close to it, then whatever, do what you
0: want to do. And then just... I think this draft was kind of wild all over the place uh, Seeing Jameer Gibbs was yeah, really Going at surprising. 12, that was weird Yeah, Jameer Gibbs going that early Emmanuel Forbes going that early Kind of surprised me uh, Luke, Lucas Van Ness going
1: 13 to the Packers That I that was weird Because that was the pick they traded for Aaron, One of the picks they traded for Aaron
0: Rodgers And so. then the four straight wide receivers yeah jackson smith and Jigba, quentin johnston which the chargers just now have two mike williams on their team like they even look alike (laughs) yeah they're both tall (laughs) lanky dreads like they they look very similar yeah they have mike williams and they draft the guy who could play mike williams in a movie exactly uh zay flowers and then jordan addison four straight wide receivers uh other than that, I mean, I'm surprised Miles Murphy and Nolan Smith both dropped. I'm not complaining though, because I am very happy to have Nolan Smith. I think that's huge. Have you seen Nolan Smith? He kind of mm-hmm. looks like a child. <laughs> like, just the way he has, he kind of has a baby face, but also I think the way his glasses fit him, I think it makes him look really young. Hey, uh, going on to the second round.
1: Oh my, yeah, you're right. But going on into the second round, um, I I think it is kind of cool seeing Joey Porter Jr. going to the Steelers. Um, like, my entire mom's side of the family are all Steelers fans, so I, I kind of, that's kind of my second team if I were to have one, so I'm not entirely mad at that, but I'm surprised Will Levis went to the Titans, because... They're gonna be putting a lot of I think that puts a lot of pressure on Malik Willis. Um, he didn't really impress that much this year, but he only had a small sample size, so I understand. But yeah, I just think that's interesting that the Titans took Will Levis while
0: while they took a another quarterback last year. That was giving the Will Levis was giving off very big Aaron Rodgers vibes. Where he was just sitting there waiting in the green room, waiting, yeah. waiting, waiting. But waiting. except, well, but except with the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, he actually got drafted.
1: Yeah, and he he went to a team and backed up a Hall of Famer. Will Levis is possibly backing up Malik
0: Willis. Or... He's going to be backing up Ryan Tannehill, or this, or he will be the starter. I don't think Malik Willis will be starting. They were not no. happy with his play last year.
1: No, so that that's
0: that quarterback room is really weird to me. I agree. It's. A lot of backup quarterbacks. It was like the Steelers back or the Steelers quarterback room last year. Mason Rudolph, Kenny oh, Pickett, yeah. and Mitch Trubisky. Just a factory of mid. Yeah, exactly. Uh other than that, I don't see the Cardinals traded around a ton. Yeah. Uh I was. Yeah, Eagles had no second round picks, but I think they made really good. I think they did really good with the two third-round picks they had. But yeah, I was surprised Joey Porter fell. I was surprised Will Levis fell. But other than that, I mean, nothing too... Nothing too crazy. Uh, Anything else you wanted to add on? Oh, you wanted to talk about Dan Snyder? Yeah, so it was announced by Snyder
1: that the... uh bid is actually in in that um pending approval at the meeting in May it should be going through and I was actually talking to my dad about this there was a whole like um report that they were sending out to potential investors about joining the um joining the uh, team to buy the commanders and apparently Virginia is going to be given the best package for a new stadium so I think that's interesting. I think a lot of fans want it to go in the old RFK Stadium, and um, I think that'll be best because it'll show the like it'll be doing something for the fans that they have wanted for years. But if it goes in Virginia, it's going to be going really near to our to where we live, um, It'd be going in a probably in a place called One Loud. And so I think that'd be kind of. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of cool to have a really big NFL stadium because going to games would be easier. But I I just think that's
0: interesting. It's going to make traffic terrible. Worse than it already is. Yeah,
1: but I think it's a better idea than one of the proposed ideas back when Schneider was shopping around was putting it directly on I-95 down in Woodbridge. That is a disgustingly awful idea you put a stadium next to the most traveled road and possibly the entire country that is not a good idea
0: uh oh did you also see henry ruggs his uh his sentence you came through pla- yeah you got yeah, a plea he deal ple- he did a plea deal and he is now serving three to ten years and did you see matt Areza also wasn't even at the location of the incident that happened that got him booted from the bills really yeah he he wasn't even at the location that it happened so his his nfl career potentially is over i'm i mean another team may sign him because i mean he's got a a rocket of a foot he could also possibly be going he could go to the xfl or afl which we have seen a lot of teams coming from the or a lot of players coming from the xfl Yeah, Ben DiNucci, I'm pretty sure, has signed a deal. He's, he got,
1: no, so I've seen a lot of players get invites. Yeah, I think he uh, got an
0: invite. He got an invite to go to the Broncos camp, I believe.
1: Yeah, but speaking of the XFL, the Washington defenders, we pulled the 1983. Yeah. To the Dallas Renegades. Yeah, we pulled the 1983. But we are by far in the best way, but we came in overconfident in this. We lost to the Raiders in the, in the Washington case, in the Redskins' case, and we lost to the Rough Riders in terms of the Defenders' case. So it's cool to see a Washington football team back in a championship, but
0: we should have won. I mean, I don't – you guys still made it in more or less time than it takes for the Cowboys to go back to an NFC championship game. I, I got I got sent a meme today that said the XFL started, died, started, died again, started again <laughs> yeah. and gave out a trophy quicker than uh gave out a trophy to Dallas quicker than the Cowboys <laughs> could get back to an NFC championship yeah,
1: game. Yeah, I paper. think that's funny and the same same thing would be go for washington that the xfl started died started died and started again and had a washington team go back to a championship game
0: before we could can't say that about the eagles two two Whatever. super bowls in five years went to two super bowls in five yeah, years. yeah went hey and i mean but i will say losing a super bowl is probably worse than losing at any other point in the season yeah because you've made it so far and, and you just have that hope that it could happen and then it doesn't yeah so it's I was talking to one of our other buddies today about that how it's just like you get so close and it's like oh you just barely miss it I'd, I'd probably rather like not even
1: make the playoffs than yeah. lose the Super Bowl by less than a score than less than it, like it a touchdown three points.
0: yeah that, that'd be heartbreaking uh because we would have had a chance to get the ball back and tie it up. Uh, so, that unless you have anything to add that really closed it out from the NFL. That's all I got. Oh, I believe, actually, Aaron Rodgers is officially a Jet since the last time we talked.
1: I, no, I think we talked about that earlier. Because I remember we were going oh. over the whole trade package.
0: Um, but, alright, then I believe that's all I have for the NFL. Unless you have anything else That's to all add. I got for the NFL. Uh, Alright, going to the NHL Real quick, just because it'll be quicker NHL draft lottery Happened I was watching with 6% On my phone And I'm, I was I was sitting there trying to watch it And they were taking their sweet old time Getting to the, you know, talking to Connor Bedard Talking about what the draft lottery is yeah. And I was sitting there swiping out of the app And I'd wait like 2-3 minutes, go back in, swipe out Because my phone didn't have the battery to stream it And once they finally Did get it going I was so mad when the Flyers didn't get the number. I didn't think they would, but I had that little glimmer of hope, and that was the first time I'd ever watched the lottery. So I was really hoping they'd get it. And to make it even worse, Chicago got it. Yeah, of all the teams to get
1: it, I would have preferred that the Columbus Blue Jackets got it because I think they needed a lot more than the Blackhawks because the Blackhawks, they just came off of their dynasty where Kane's leaving, Taves is leaving this offseason. And they just
0: walk backwards into Bedard, so that, that's now, kind of annoying. Here's something that I always that I find interesting. Now, I am not of this belief at all, but a large belief, especially recently through the NFL playoffs, is that these professional sports are rigged because yeah. it is an entertainment business. Now, I had said to multiple people prior to the lottery, I said, if Bedard is going to go anywhere. Then he, if the NHL is rigged, if he's going to go anywhere, it's going to be Chicago, Montreal, or Philly, or Washington. Washington could have happened too, because they were right under Philly. But yeah. when I said this, I didn't realize how close they were. said, it's going to go to one of those three or four. And the reason I said that, he's, he wasn't going to go to Arizona. No. He wasn't going to go to Columbus. He wasn't... Arizona doesn't even have a stadium. They're on at ten o'clock. No one is up watching them. Same with Anaheim. They ha- they're up at ten o'clock. No one's gonna stay up to watch Connor Bedard. Yeah. They're they're about getting money. He's not gonna go to one of those. Montreal is a huge hockey market, being in Canada, where that's really the only sport they have. They have the CFL, but it's not as big as the NFL here. Uh, Washington with Bedard and Ovechkin, the that, amount of money that, that would Ridiculous, and the, apparently they were like one ball away from possibly getting the first or something like that. But like and then Philly, Philly is a huge just sports market in yeah. general, and then Chicago, Chicago is we also know is a huge TV market. So the amount of money that they're they're getting from them going to Chicago. Now, again, I am not of this belief of any sort, but with it out there, you do have to discuss it a little bit. And I think that is interesting. Yeah, because I mean, if you look at it, like I,
1: I have sympathy for Columbus and Arizona. I think Arizona, i I think they have one of the nicest jerseys in NHL history, but they might not even have a team in five years. And
0: one of the coolest arena names in Mullet Arena. <laughs> yes, but like
1: I don't think the NHL would want him to go there because I don't think Arizona is going to have a hockey team in five years. Like I said. I think they're going to move it back to um, Quebec because that is such a huge hockey market. And um, since Quebec lost the Nordiques, they've kind of been pining for that other hockey team because it's not like they're a huge hockey town. And I just think it makes a lot of sense for a team to go back to Quebec. Um, and the NHL is probably not going to want to send Bedard to the depths of, depths of Ohio Yeah, so Chicago kind of makes the most sense,
0: but I mean, I'm not—I don't have anything against Chicago, but I did not want them to see. Now, if I was watching hockey more when Chicago beat the Flyers, I probably would be so mad. Yeah, but I really—I really love Kane, so I never really had anything against Chicago. I didn't
1: either, because like. We had some success against them, like I hate the Rangers and the obviously the of uh, the penguins a lot more like especially with the Rangers, I don't hate them as much now, but like a few years back, I still hate that team, like the team that came back three one against us. You cannot tell me anything different that they were not as good as us, pure and simple. they were not as good as us, but. We somehow lost that Rangers team, which I simply cannot fathom. Um, but, yeah, I don't have that same hatred for the Blackhawks, mainly because we never went up against them. Because I don't have that pain associated with them, as I do um, the Penguins or that stupid Yaroslav Halaki or against the Canadians where the refs kind of screwed us over. But, yeah, I... I don't have that same hate, but I still would have preferred to see Bodar go to one of these smaller, smaller markets and kind of bring them back up.
0: Yeah, well, from a money standpoint, I don't know how much that was going to happen. No, but going on to the playoffs, oh boy, did a lot happen since we last talked. Yeah, uh, Seattle wins in 7 against the Avalanche. Which is insane. Didn't that game go to overtime too? I think so, and
1: the Leafs ended ended their streak. They won
0: a first round series against the Lightning and 4 to 2. I see. Okay. I was watching that game and I just kind of wanted to watch them. I just wanted to see them lose kind of just cuz I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> well, I well, well, I watched
1: the skipping forward the series against yeah, the exactly. Panthers and watching them get their butt kicked for a lot oh, of that, that series. That was nice to see, especially because we both watch Bar Down and we follow TSN and they're big, uh, big uh, Maple Leafs fans. A lot of them, yeah. And it, it's fu- like Maple Leafs fans are funny to see,
0: like angry. Yeah, they call me crazy, but Maple Leafs fans might be worse than Philly fans. Um,
1: they're bad, but I don't think they're worth worse than Philly because Philly, you were throwing crap at Santa.
0: It wasn't crap. It was snowballs.
1: Oh, and remember that game where Ray Emery beat the crap out of Braden Holtby? Well, after, when they were about to start play again, they were throwing wristbands they gave out for the owner. Was, recently was, I don't
0: think that was the same game. I thought Those it was. Those were two I just, games. I, well, I just remember I, it was a Capitals blowout, and everybody started to get mad. I remember watching the wristband game. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing the Ray Emery fight. I well I remember both but that Ray Emery
1: fight wasn't like going back it's funny now but I was so mad when Ray
0: Emery was just beating the pudding out of poor Braden Holby. Uh oh did you see when I mean this was before the playoffs started but Marc-André Fleury tried to fight Oh yeah Jordan he tried to 19, fight Jordan I wish that and happened. They were like, no 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 and I was like what do you mean? Dude Vegas though Vegas looks unstoppable. Yeah, because
1: they, they are just rolling. They went on to beat Edmonton the second round, and that was a very fun series to watch. I don't know if you watched all that. That was going that, back and f- forth. Yeah. I, once yeah. the second
0: round started, I I started getting a little busier and not being able to watch yeah, as Yeah, but games that but.
1: series was really fun, and my main takeaways from that were that um, when when the Oilers are able to like get their power plays going, they're a near-unstoppable team, but that relies on the other team to make a lot of mistakes and outside of that like when it's 5-on-5 five five play their defense stinks. Darnell Nurse cannot be making $9 million for that team and if McDavid or Drysada wants to take this team far they need to address the defense.
0: I think uh, going forward I think this, uh, this Carolina Panthers series is going to be good. They've both had a lot of rest. The Panthers are kind of just flying on a flying in like on just a random winning high they come back and beat the bruins who were up three to one which i would like to point out that i called they would not make it past the second round and they didn't even make it past the first yeah
1: i I just think that's really funny because i think bruins fans are up there with some of the most annoying and i just think it's hilarious to see them lose because for one i think we both dislike brad marchand i think he's a rat rat And I just think it's funny to see them after they broke the record for the most wins and the most points in a single season, then they go and lose it. So that's kind of funny. But yeah, that Hurricanes-Panthers series I think is going to be really good. And dude, you know
0: who's been stepping up a lot for the Panthers? Brandon Montour. Dude, he has... Brandon Montour has kind of come out of nowhere. He used to be on the Sabres, and he came over to the Panthers... I want to say he has at like 8 goals this uh in oh the playoffs. I, he I know he's had at least two two-goal games. So. Well,
1: another person who's been stepping up for the Panthers, Sergei Bobrovsky. I think he's one of the really main reasons they were able to beat Toronto cuz some of those games like it wasn't really like the Panthers were really outplaying the Leafs like that,
0: but they just had a lot better goaltending. Brandon Montour has six goals, excuse me, which oh goodness. is still, I think he's tied for the team-leading goals in the playoffs right now. Yeah. With, but... oh, where'd he go? Oh, wait, maybe he is, oh, no, Sam Reinhart. He's tied with Sam Reinhart. So, I mean, Brandon Montour is just stepping up on the blue line. I and mean, credit to the Stars, they've been stepping up. I mean, I stopped
1: doubting the Stars a while ago because they always go in these kind of runs. Like, they went to a Stanley Cup against the Lightning. Yeah, the Lightning, which that was out of nowhere. So, I'm done doubting them. I did call that they would beat um, the Wilds today. I I yeah, but that wasn't as... I know it wasn't that shocking, but um, I think they're going to get steamrolled by by Vegas because I, I just think the Vegas Golden Knights are a significantly better team and I think the Stars are really going to have to rely on Jake Ottinger a lot
0: if they're going to want to beat him, but I'm not entirely sure that will happen. And they're also, I mean, they're not getting any... I don't think Jason Robertson has a single goal in no, the No,
1: his production has fallen off. Joe Pavelski has been... Joe Pavelski? He's been
0: better. Crazy. Joe yeah. Pavelski had a, just a slight four-goal game. And they somehow lost that game. Uh, Jason Robertson only has two goals. He has yeah. ten assists, but only two goals. And, I mean, he was their leading goal scorer throughout the season. So, I mean, Rupe hints he's still playing well. But, yeah, they, they need to get jason robertson going if they want to be able to win yeah i think oh. it, it's gonna be very difficult to stop the gold knights and how about the second period hat trick from the goal, from jonathan marsh's oh yeah that... That, that's i so i'd made a bet with one of the guys i work with that uh i said the oilers would win the cup and he said the canes and this was the day of game six of the vegas series and I'm watching the game, and I look, and I saw it was 2-1. I'm like, okay, let's go. We're, we're in good yeah. shape. And then Jonathan Marsh scores three in one period, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? I just threw away money. <laughs> I, I texted – well, so we're, we're playing it's, – it's either if your team wins, you pay the other one. If neither of those teams win, it's null and void. It doesn't matter. So uh, it's not too terrible. He has the Canes winning, but I uh, – yeah, I, I texted him the next morning, and I go, well, I guess I should have picked someone that was already in the conference finals. <laughs> yeah, but speaking
1: of the Canes, going even before that, I think the Rangers blew that series against the Devils. I agree. Um, I, I look like an idiot for saying they'll go to the Stanley Cup final. I, I mean, I, th- I thought they would, too. I had the Rangers going. I think they, they probably should have beaten the Devils, because if you look at their team up and down, not only are they more experienced, I just think they They're were also better yeah they were simply better, but they didn't and then the devils had one of the most strange series with the hurricanes I think I've ever seen. Game one was five to one to the hurricanes game two was six to one for the hurricanes game three eight to four again um for the devils six to one for the hurricanes and then the last game was three to two but that was such a strange yeah, series and the devil no um, the devil's goalie I'm trying to remember his name Schmidt. Yeah, he went from having one of the most insane runs um, just against the
0: Rangers to literally falling off a cliff. Now, I did say prior to that Rangers-Devils series, I said that the only thing that the Devils have going for them is <clears throat> excuse me, youth and speed. And in Game 7, I don't know if you saw Game 7, but as I was watching that Game 7 of the Devils-Rangers series... That's what won. The Devils were on top of the Rangers every single time they touched the puck. They had no time to do anything. The Devils just looked like they were flying all over the place and didn't give the Rangers any time to breathe. And I think that's what was the downfall for the Rangers. Yeah,
1: but with the Rangers, it's not like they're like the Caps kind of old. They still have a lot of young players.
0: So yeah, but I mean the Devils are like their average they're age young is young. like twenty four. They're yeah. really young. Uh, so I mean they. I that's what I said I said devils if they I had the rangers going to the cup but I said if the devils were gonna win it was be gonna be because of youth and speed and that's what helped them out in that first round and Akira Schmidt going off uh but all right so I don't think either of us had either of these teams in no I know I didn't because I had a repeat no. of last season so I did too so let's Let's do it again. Who, who, uh, who do you have going to the cup? I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Vegas, and I'm gonna stick with the the role and go with uh, the Panthers.
1: I'm gonna go with Devils Canes. I think the the Panthers run is Did starting. You see to... Devils Canes. Um, Knights Canes, because <laughs> I think like the um, the Panthers relied a lot on their gold bob. They're... Yeah, the in game four or. Yeah, game four of this the game series with Toronto, Sergei Bobrovsky had fifty saves.
0: Did that game go into overtime?
1: Yes. Okay. So that's so, and they like they, and a lot of the games are getting outshot, and when it just comes to the firepower, I just don't think they're gonna be able to hold it up to
0: the Hurricanes. I think the Hurricanes. I think this is the run. There was only. There was only three. It was three minutes into. Oh wait, I'm looking at the wrong game. What game did you say? Game four, game four. Or... Oh, that's why. Or it was game no. It's game five. Oh, I was looking at game three. That's why.
1: Yeah, oh. game five. Sergei Bobrovsky had 50 saves on
0: 52 shot attempts. That is okay. Well, here's what I wanted to look at. Okay, yeah, it was 15:32. So. <laughs> That's another, depending on how your team is playing, that's another 15, uh, 13 shots, 16, 14, 9. So, I mean, he still had 43 going into the overtime. And I'm interested to see
1: what the Leafs are going to do because I've heard a lot of rumors about a possible major retool. I saw on Twitter today, like, somebody started to say, hey, should the Caps like try and trade Wilson to Toronto, which I don't think they should, but I'm interested to see where the Leafs go from here because
0: I'm not I don't know if it's working they with this it. current yeah, they iteration. They've won one game outside of the first round.
1: Yeah, and it's not like the caps where you're sticking with it through all the years because we m- kept making it to the second round. We made it to numerous game sevens. Even in the years we were losing in the first round, we were making it to game sevens. Uh,
0: I don't know. I, I'm i hoping the. Uh, I, I think that Matthews is probably out of there. I think He's gonna be looking to get out of there. I think McDavid will be looking to get out of Edmonton. I could see it because they're both kind of just and stuck in spirals. I
1: think Nylander is looking to get out of there because I'm not sure he's the most loved there. So I agree. And they're paying John Tavares a lot of money, so they're paying a lot of
0: people a lot of money. Yeah, that's I think, I think Nylander, Marner. Morgan Riley, Matthews, and Tavares are all making at least no, you know what? I think Morgan Riley is making eight, but I think yeah. all those other players are making at least ten mil. Yeah,
1: that that's which
0: a lot in the NHL is a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're like if you're like me and you know more about football, you don't think that that's much. It, it that's, is. A yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money because the cap is only at like 85, 90 mil. It's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So ten mil in ten mil for players apiece is half your... And they didn't really show up in that Panthers series. Yeah. that That's another issue is they don't show up in the playoffs. They don't yeah. score. Uh, but coming up to the start of the conference finals, which I'm excited for. Uh, you have anything else to add for the NHL? Um, I, I This is going to the caps for a little
1: bit. I heard a possible rumor about... Um, uh, insider thinks that Kuznetsov needs a change of scenery, and I could not agree more. We need to trade him now.
0: Oh, I do actually have one thing to mention about the Flyers. Flyers officially named their new GM and new president of Hockey Ops, and that is Danny Breer as GM, which I kind of saw coming. They were just waiting to put yeah. the official tag on him. And then a surprising move, but they put Keith Jones, who used to be a Flyer, at the president of Hockey Ops. Now, I don't know how—I don't know— what that entails because he's he was an announcer before and i don't know how that's gonna affect him but it's an interesting move i'm interested to see how it works but i think that overall the flyers have a good young core that they're working with so i'm hoping that goes in the right direction uh but other than that do you have any anything else to add that's all i got for hockey Alright, uh, last thing we got is to go over some baseball real quick. Now, with time and hockey, have not been fooled into baseball. uh have not seen much baseball. All I know is that the Phillies are still just in limbo. They yeah. cannot figure out... Uh, they're just streaky. There was one point they won six straight to get back to 500 and then lost six straight. And yeah. we're right back I where just, they started from.
1: I think one of your biggest problems is inconsistency, because if you look at Schwarber, um, his OPS is down to 600 or low 7s, and what the f- you kind of hope from Schwarber is around 8. He's not going to be a high average guy, but Trey Turner, he has not been playing good at all. for no the mon- has. Yeah, for the money that you've been paying him. I know that uh, Bryce Harper's back, but he's getting into fights
0: with the Rockies, which yeah, is... that That's weird. It's the Rockies, dude. I I don't know. I'm... i But you know what I do like about that is he's showing... There's 162 games in baseball. The fact that he's getting heated about one game, I think is a good thing. because It's passion that's huge. And especially when he's been out, I'm sure he's just itching. So it's not a terrible thing. I mean, yes, it's not great to get in fights, obviously, but... Um, the fact that he's got the passion for the game, it's not a terrible thing to it's not a terrible thing to happen. But on the
1: bright side you have seen a lot of improvement from guys like Alec Bohm. Yeah, um
0: Alec Bohm stepped up bright side. Yeah, Scott. he's hitting
1: two seventy eight, seven seventy-six OPS. JT is still doing good. Um Brandon Marsh I think has been the biggest like contributor for your team. Four home runs, sixteen RBIs hitting two eighty seven with a nine thirty six OPS, that's good. Harper in his eleven games back has actually been doing pretty good. He's hitting three twenty six OBP of three ninety six, slugging five thirty five and nine thirty one OPS. So that's good. So maybe that's the catalyst for a possible um like hot streak. But um, I think a lot some of it has to come down to your pitching because the only kind of arm you could say has been well two have been doing decent, which is Zach Wheeler and um, matt stram but the your other
0: arms have not been doing good at all yeah matt stram has been decent for someone yeah. who's just come in and was thrown into a starting spot because ranger suarez isn't ready yet he's done pretty well yeah three era with the 140
1: 41 era plus i know it's only 30 innings compared to your starters like 40
0: 45 and 55 but that's still significantly no. better now, you were saying about Brandon Marsh. Brandon Marsh is huge, but you know who else has been playing really well? It's Bryson Stott. I mean, he just... Yeah. Dude, I love I love Bryson Stott, and it's not as big of a thing this season, and I think I've mentioned this before, it's not as big of a thing this season since they got rid of the shift, but his ability to use the entire field is huge, and he's so good at fighting off pitchers and bad yeah. pitches and fouling off. So. He's not pretty in terms of,
1: like, OPS, but he... he... He's second on your team in
0: hits. He gets um, on base, which is huge. Yeah. So, I, I can't complain. And you know who else has stepped up huge this season? Is Castellanos. Nick Castellanos. Yeah. Yeah. He has been really good. So, I can't complain with that either. But, uh, other than that, nothing really to add with the Phillies. No new news aside from Bryce Harper coming back, which you mentioned earlier. Uh, No new news on Ranger Suarez. Uh, We made a trade with a minor league affiliate last... Well, not with a minor league, but we sent a minor leaguer to the Royals, I believe. Uh, Not a huge trade to worry about, but it did happen. So if you want to go into the... Nats, real quick. And I'll this yeah, so what
1: I'm basically been looking for the Nats is improvement from our young guys. C.J. Abrams has been, sh- he's struggled early on in the season, but he's starting to pick it up. He's hitting two fifty eight with the seven twenty two OPS, so that's that's getting better. Um, Manessas is starting to heat up again. He had a very slow beginning of the season, but he's starting to heat up. But the two main things that have really been exciting to watch is decide Gray and Uh, mackenzie gore josiah gray didn't really start all that well in the beginning of the season but to be fair to him he wasn't getting any run support but right now he's three and five with a 2.96 era with a 140 era plus which is pretty good he um he's at 7.9 strikeouts per nine which um he he's never really been that big of like a pure strikeout guy he's more of a ground ball guy um, but he's been pitching well. Mackenzie Gore has been pitching good as well. 3-2 and two with a 3.29 ERA, 126 ERA plus, and 11 strikeouts per nine innings. So that's one of the main things I've been looking for is improvement from our young guys, especially those
0: two pitchers. So we're seeing that. I can't. They optioned Bailey Falter back to triple a because he hasn't been able to you know play well and I can't find this trade for the life of me uh but yeah I, I'm still like you said it's still early I feel like we're we're about 40 games in we're starting to approach the time where you can start to tell Team from team. Yeah. Player from player. And see who's playing well, who's struggling, all that stuff. So, uh, we should be, uh, we're coming up on that time. I'd say around 60 to 80 games is where you start to figure it out. Yeah,
1: just like a month before the all-star break, I think is when you can really start to analyze. Agreed. Uh...
0: Oh, here it is. They traded Ethan. There it is. Okay, yeah. James McArthur to the Royals for outfielder Junior Marin. That's that's the trade that we were looking at. I, James McArthur was a uh, yeah, he he was a Triple A affiliate pitcher who wasn't doing great here. So they sent him over there. I don't know much about Junior Marin. Marin, I don't really know how to say his name. He's a young guy, nineteen, younger than us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't think he's even played on the Royals, so nothing too, nothing too huge to, yeah, be worried about. But talking a little
1: bit about the NL East, the Mets are struggling. But the the
0: NL East sucks. Yeah, the Marlins are five hundred and in second place right now. Yeah,
1: the Braves are good because Acuna Jr. is—he's playing out of his mind. He has a right now a thousand OPS. He's hitting three forty-four, nine home runs, twenty-five RBIs, and he already has seventeen stolen bases. He's on pace I, I, he for like loves
0: those bigger bases.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the fact that there's the only the two Bach rule I think is really helping him. So he's on pace for thirty home runs, over sixty stolen bases. That that's insane. But the Mets
0: stink.
1: They're twenty and twenty three. Scherzer and Verlander are not pitching that great. I mean, I kinda it it's easy to understand because they're both over thirty eight respectively but I just think it's funny to see the Mets stink because I think their fans are kind of annoying. Yeah, I I, I hate the Mets. And just so I understand that here. as an annoying New York fan because I am a Yankees fan as well,
0: but yeah. who they are just drawing the short end of the stick. I mean, they're over 500 and last in their division. Well, because the AL East, the AL East is the best
1: division in, in baseball right now. Yeah, they're 25 and 19 and they're fourth in their division. Yeah, the
0: AL East is loaded right now.
1: Yeah, the Red Sox are 23 and 20. To give um, uh, some context to that, they'd be second in the NL East
0: with that record. Yeah, it's, it's definitely wild this season. But do you have anything else to add on to this episode? That's all I got. That's all I got. So. We apologize for the long break, a little bit of some technical issues and school and everything. There was a little bit of a, there was some craziness going on, but we back weekly. Uh, still trying to get the whole mic situation figured out, so we also apologize for some of the audio stuff. But with that, we are going to end it off for this week. Uh, you guys can follow our Instagram and TikTok at BL in the DC, where you can DM us questions, comments can email us questions and comments at blndc at gmail.com and with that we are going to end it off there and we will see you guys next week see you later